Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got recurring guest, good friend Jack Flaherty with us. Let's talk some baseball. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got an impromptu emergency episode. We got Cardinal Stud Jack Flaherty joining us. Third time on the program, probably, you know, just the fourth co-host now, officially. And before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by CoverageGear.com. Go to CoverageGear.com, click baseball, click Cardinals, and go get yourself a Flaherty hat. Let's see how many they have. They got trucker style. They got dad hat. And looks like that's all. They got a bunch of other teams, a bunch of other players, and all that. Yeah, Jack Flaherty, number twenty-two. Dad Holes, Wainwright, Snapback, and they're uh, fully licensed. So Jack gets to cut. So just go buy one. Like that. Use discount code twenty. Use discount code John Boy for twenty percent off. CoverageGear.com. See you there. All right, Jack. What's up? welcome man you know just uh going through these days slowly but surely lose my mind it feels like every week it's like one week i'm in a great spot and the other next week i'm like gosh what is what's going on what are we what's going on here how am i gonna cycle that's how it's all been but you kind of have more at stake than us so It's it's been a recurring cycle of just like what's next like i'm I don't even know. You, we we left in March. We're like, there's no way I'm gonna be back home for rest of March, April, May. Sitting here on May 28th, like, goodness, I didn't think I'd be living at my mom's house for the last three and a half months. <laughs> but before we before we get into the the gritty stuff, and and Trevor tells you to to stop talking at certain points. How uh, the last time we talked to you, you were making lists. You were watching classic movies. Did that last like a week? <laughs> where, it did not last long. <laughs> it didn't last long. We, I got into it. We started, we made some lists. We did a couple things and then, you know, I just shut it down. I was like, all right, this is way too much. I'm going to start. I watched The Wire, watched that through in about two weeks, two and a half okay. weeks, which is I'm very impressive that I did it that quickly. And then since then, I kind of, I shut it down. I went like, didn't do anything. And I was like, all right, now I'm bored again. I need to get back and start doing some things maybe so, play baseball i don't i don't is that something you're interested in in what baseball yeah yeah you know playing baseball would be phenomenal that's what that's all i do every day i go play catch with freed and we kind of sit there and hang out for about 35 minutes after we're done playing catch because we're like what are we gonna do we're gonna go home and sit around and not do shit it's such a weird time in the game we talked about this right before we got on air here uh, there was a tweet by Field Yates saying that the governor of Texas is now opening uh, professional sports back to Texas with 25% crowd capacity allowed in the stadiums. That is a big deal. That's unbelievable. Well, that just, that just that, happened. Yeah. You know, so so, you, know, you know Florida and Arizona are going to follow suit because they don't want to miss out on the action. So, you, you know, by the end of this episode, we may have three states being like, yeah, fuck it. We'll do that, too. But then what happens? Like, you can't have everybody everywhere because, you know, California is just going to be continuing to be shut down forever. 
I don't know, but it's going to get, it's another added wrinkle. I want to, I want to go all the way back, Jack. Like you, we had you on at the very beginning of this. You were searching for a hobby. Your hobby's playing catch with Freed and, you know, and just sitting around talking, which is some of the all time good times, just sitting in the cage and talking or in a field. Where, what, what, who are you checking? Like Twitter, what articles, who's been like your source that's been hitting you up? And then where were you? when commissioner of all baseball, Trevor Plouffe dropped the big news that the June 10th, July 1st plan was in motion. I was so, I actually felt bad about that whole thing. Um, (laughs) But we, so we come home and, you know, obviously we go through negotiations and discussions about, you know, what's going to be the plan going forward from March. I think it was 13th and, you know, whatever it was the end of March, through whenever we start baseball and, you know, we figured out, you know, negotiation on pay and we're going to figure out games down the road. We're going to figure out the health stuff, but all that mattered was, you know, once the game is, once it's safe and we're available and it's, you know, when it's, once it is safe and it's reasonable to play, we are going to go back. Um, but who am I checking? I don't even have to check. I feel like somebody will just tweet it to me or text me and I, I just like get it. I'm like, all right, great. But then when Trev said that, I hadn't heard that. And obviously I responded with, man, that's news to me because I was like, Trev, where are you getting this? And then I felt bad because everybody started going at him. And I was like, damn, I didn't think that was good. I was just like messing with him. And then not like 10 hours later, I get I get word that, yeah, that's the plan. I was like, all right, Trev, well, Sorry. my bad. I was wrong here. <laughs> That's my fault. But he was like, that's what the plan ended up being. So he was, I mean, look, Trev has been right about everything that's gone on. He's, uh, Thank him you. and your, your, your boy, Jeff Passender are going like neck and neck for, for who's getting the information first. I, yeah, I like to think that I lit a spark under all those big J guys, the guys that are, <laughs> you know, they're were coming at me. I like to feel like I lit a spark under them a little bit. Like they were a little stale, a little stagnant. And all it took was a little shot in the arm for me, and boom, Passon's got everything out there. He's trying to go fast as possible. Yeah, he, he's got you know? everything out there. But, yeah, everybody was like – but everybody kind of doubted you. They were like, no, that hasn't been the word. I was like, I hadn't heard that. I was like, yeah, you had well, heard Well, look, you know, those were the dates that were getting sent out there. And then what we talked to was after that, it's, it's kind of barring unforeseen circumstances is just – you just know that when you put something out there, I think the unforeseen circumstances for baseball was the owners were going to go try to get a little bit more and a just, little bit just, more, just a, a little, little bit more. So it's like, that's kind of what's going on here. And now we have all these opinions about why they're doing it. You know, just recently, you know, I put something out that maybe they don't want to play as many games. They want to play the, uh, the least amount of games as possible to get a full postseason. In. I think that's a very viable strategy for them. And I think it's one that, They've long considered, and we're just kind of grasping now. Yeah, so also, I mean, when when everything went on in March, um, we were, you know, the discussion was, you know, we don't know how many games we're going to play. We're hoping for like half a season. Um, we're trying to figure out, you know, what the what's the pay situation going to be like because, you know, once it was declared, once it, we were trying to figure out what the pay situation was going to be like for that time up until we were going to play games and what was going to happen when we did play games. And then it was kind of just like, all right, wait around until this stuff kind of clears up or whatever, you know, whether it was wait until the 
you know, we flatten the curve or whatever it was from a health side, we just have to wait it out until it is deemed like safe to go back and play. And up until like recently, it hasn't been safe. You know, it's, it's like with basketball, they ended on the same date as us and they haven't gone back to play either. And none of that, I mean, at least in the media, none of it has been money negotiations at all. It's just been trying to figure out how do you make it safe to go play? NHL has been the same way. I I haven't heard anything about that. So it's been the whole thing was when is it going to be safe to go back and play? Nobody, nobody knew. Even still, it's 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 safer, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be 100 percent. Regardless, we're going to be at some type of risk, especially going from city to city, um, playing in different ballparks, playing in different stadiums. The amount of people that we could potentially come in contact with, regardless, there's going to be some type of risk. And I think it's what, you know, basketball, they've tried to condense it to just Orlando so as to take away all that risk or do, you know, I've heard Orlando and Vegas and kind of put two different places. Um, but that, that was the only thing was, when is it going to be safe? And then we can go play. Like, we'll figure out however many games we were willing to go play regular season games into October so as to play the most amount of regular season games and still play playoffs and go deeper and, you know, make off seasons a little bit shorter to a point where it wasn't going to hurt next year. And... um yeah, but I, it just in terms of everything, it was when is it going to be safe? Basketball hasn't come back. Basically, you thought the money was taken care of because you agreed to something in March. So that was like on the back burner. It was like, when can we play? When is it safe? Do you feel like they've checked enough boxes where you feel like if you do go back, it's going to be safe to play? So it, it just depends what you consider safe. From a, from a health side, like I've – you know, when it, when it first came out about all coronavirus and everything, like I, I have asthma. So they originally reported like, okay, at like, as you know, people who have respiratory or pre-existing conditions, they oh, are no like asthma. more at risk and all that. So um, I literally like went and met with my doctor the other day to be like, look, how, what are we looking at here? Yeah. And he actually informed me, he was like, look, with what you have and the medicine you take, it's actually not as much at risk for you, but it's like diabetes and other people with more pre-existing conditions. Like, okay. so for me, that, that made it, that made me feel better. Uh, I was nervous going to see him. I was like, I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know if he's going to say whether or not like, like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with going back at all. Yeah. Potential bad news in that meeting. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit nerve wracking, um, but it worked out. So in terms of it being safe, there's going to be a risk regardless. I think guys just want more tests because there's a risk. Um, you know, there's the, there's a gray area, you know, at, in hotels, you got to, you're, you're staying in the hotels when you're on the road and at home, you, you get to go live at home. You get to go be with your family and whatnot. And you just kind of hope that everybody follows proper hygiene and follows the proper protocols. And that's, that's kind of it. So there's, there's a gray area. There's, there's risk there regardless. Um, there's still things to iron out. I think guys are like not super happy with, with some of the uh, in clubhouse things that they want to take away. They kind of feel as the season goes on, those will, you know, become a little bit more lenient. You know, they've tried to take every precaution as possible and, and it's, you know, it's appreciated regardless though. There's still some risk when you're traveling from city to city, flying on yeah. plane, 
going into different hotels and guys get to go home to their families and whatnot. So um, you definitely feel better about it. There's still things to iron out though. It's not a hundred percent and it's never going to be a hundred percent. What of which one of those crazy rules, you know, I'm sure the text between players when the, the full safety messages came out, which one uh, like hit you the hardest? Was it like no spitting, no seeds? No spitting was for me. I was like, because <laughs> I, no spitting and licking your fingers as a, as a pitcher yeah. was the hardest one to kind of fathom. I was like, ha. like I'm out there throwing bullpens right now. And I'm just like constantly doing this. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I could do like, not do that. Like it wouldn't kinda... be able to. Yeah. What about uh new balls? Like every time a ball's put in play as a pitcher, is that. We know, already, pitchers... kinda, I mean, it's already kind of done. It's, it's done that way. Like a second of balls put in a play that things usually got a scuff on it. I mean, they, guys hit ground balls and, pitchers will hold on to that because there's usually a scuff there's usually yeah, like yeah. a little bit of something um that one yeah you want like you <laughs> want that one but anytime the ball gets put in play like this it and it hits the ground it hits the dirt it's it's usually got something on it so the ball one wasn't really i think it was like you know some of the no spitting you know have keep your distance in the dugout uh the potential you know no high fives or celebrating like that which is like, okay, you guys have to really think about controlling your emotions in a big game. And, you know, you get a big – somebody nice. gets a big hit, like, like oh, hang if, on. Nobody uh, come nah. close. <laughs> what, what about see, uh, the that, stands? Uh, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, in the, the stands? Yeah, like, I think it would be, like, the starting pitchers who aren't going to be in the game no at all. There's no way in the middle of summer you're going to convince guys to sit in the stands and, and watch the game. There's absolutely no way. That one, yeah, that one no like, cover, yeah. And no I cover. I don't go to like, day games. Fuck that. It's too hot. I mean, if you're gonna put us in a suite up in press box, <laughs> like, all right, that's not in a different story. Yeah. But if you don't want to let us be in the clubhouse, like, but to sit in the stands with no cover, especially if it's a day, there's no chance. There's no way. What's hey. um what uh, amongst uh the Cardinals guys or even I mean Freed and you know so, some of the Cali guys I know you're tight with. Uh, and we'll keep it with health stuff for now. We'll we'll stay away from the money for a little bit. But what, what – and I know safe, like you mentioned, there is so much gray area because your safe is different than my safe is different than Trevor's safe. Um, when when those guidelines come out, were, did for safety-wise, the guys think like we're getting close? Like, okay, you know, we'll figure out the ice baths and stuff? Yeah. Or were guys still like we still got a lot to figure out? I think guys just had questions about what to do. How do you handle this? What's our real risk factor of getting it? Do we really need to take away the ice, the ice tubs, the hot tubs and the cold tubs? Is that necessary? Um, And then the big one was, okay, so we're just going to kind of let guys roam around when they're at home and, you know, (laughs) right. Hope that they're following protocol. Like, all right. And then it just comes, you know, that comes down to, you know, being a team and having a talk and discussion of like, look, this is our circle. Don't break the circle. Don't. And if you go, you're going to have to go get food. You're going to have to go to the grocery store, do that. And just, you know, do what you've been doing since you've been home or wherever. Like you've got to follow certain protocols, certain hygiene, like do that and take as much preventative, you know, caution as you can at the end of the day, there's at the end of the day, like there's still and guys were still nervous about we don't have enough tests. We we need more tests. We need tests every day. We need whatever it is. And so 
it was moving in the right direction. Uh, I think there's still stuff to figure out on that end. In the it's Cardinals just, group chat, is there a guy that's like complaining, like they're not going to let us shower? And you're like, dude, you don't shower anyway. That was me. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, well, my big thing was if, if we go on the road or at home and we got the end of a series, we're just going to hop on the plane, not, no shower? Like, what? It's a stinky plane, bro. <laughs> that is a tough plane ride <laughs> for however long, wherever you're going. I mean, if it's, if and it's, they know, you know you play in St. Louis, right? That is a hot, it hot, is hot place to play baseball. Cincy, St. Louis, you know, Milwaukee can put the roof over. Chicago gets hot. That's, Every All those places. I mean, but like you leave a city and what, you just no shower, get on the plane. I was like, are we gonna roll? I mean, if, if that's the case, if we're going to roll up like, you know, a high school college team fully dressed, like. Yes. Straight, leave the field, hop on the plane in uni. Like, all right, then that's the way it's got to be. But I'm not putting a suit on after a day game getaway. <laughs> and like, that's not going to happen. I'll be like, I'm going to wear some shorts and some whatever. But there'd be like, so many players doing like, you know, baths in the sink, just like cupping just, water and doing like fake shit, like yes. bacteria all over <laughs> sanitizer. That's, I mean, yeah, that was the one I, you know, you could figure out not showering after games, but not showering and then having to fly. That was the one I was like, I don't know how that's going to. Brian Dozier do used to, no, Brian Dozier used to call that a Mississippi shower. He would just <laughs> take and get some soap under his armpits, you know, wash his face, done. You're good to go. So maybe that'll be a new protocol for, for MLB guys. Just was Do was he, uh, <laughs> I saw something that he was doing a, uh, like a wiffle ball league in his uh, wiffle ball, wiffle yeah, ball games that he was running. For all, the, all the kids in their neighborhood, they like uh, painted a, a wiffle ball field at the end of the cul-de-sac, and they've been doing stuff as all the families have been home uh, on quarantine. So they've been having fun with that. It looks sick. But let's uh, call a spade a spade, okay? Here we go. Let's just break it down. Let's break it down. MLB has been putting the ball in the players' court this entire time, forcing them to make decisions in the public. They sent over a health declaration that was well thought out, probably overkill, but that just goes because they want the players to say, okay, we like it, but let's take off some of these restrictions. Then MLB can say, well, look, it's not really about health. We sent them over a health thing. They wanted it dumbed down. That's what they're doing with the money. They did it with the health. That is the game that they are playing. How do you counteract that as a union? Like, how do you how do you get in front of that? Do you I mean, even try? Do you care as a union? The, what do you mean by get in front of it or, or counter it? Uh, how do you put the ball in their court as they've been doing to the players so often? Well, I, I think with what's going on with the – I don't know. The health thing, I think it's just uh, coming back and, you know, we have questions. We would like – this we'd like more tests um can we maybe ease up in the club like if we are if we are good to and i understand you want to mitigate risk as much as possible but if we are good to enter the facility if we are good to enter the facility and go and play the game you know there's there's little things like you know hey you know if you're at first and holding a runner on in between pitches like please just step away you know as you know, once like there's a foul ball or something, just like step away from each other. We're like, if we're good to go and enter the facility yeah. and we're good to go play and we're good to go work out, 
like we should be good to go. It shouldn't be a, you know, eh. because if you just think like, okay, if when basketball comes back, what are they going to do? Tell guys like, hey, you really can't play defense. Like no touching, no nothing. You got to stay away from each other. <laughs> like it's not going to work. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. So from a health side, it was, I mean, it's like, if we're going to go, we're good to go. And then from, I mean, a proposal standpoint, like what I, I think we're going to come back with something. I don't know all the details on it, but I think it was, you know, more games, you know, playing later, kind of what we talked about in March of like playing later into the, into the year so we can play as many games as possible and, you know, try to do anything to create as much revenue as possible for the game. I mean, you know, at this point, there's no other sports on. We don't know what's going to, we don't know what's going to happen. If we find our way back soon, we'll, we'll be one of the only things on TV. You got millions of people in America wanting to watch something. How's it been working for <clears throat> like the Cardinals? Like who, who are your guys' reps that are kind of in the meetings and then it gets down to you? Uh, is it Wayne, Wayne now? Is that you so, said last? Um, Miller, Andrew Miller. He, oh he's, yeah. He's huge part of it. Yeah. He's a huge part of it. He's on our, he's on our, I kind of run through him and Goldie, um, him and Paul Goldschmidt. I kind of run through and then I'm, I've been, I mean, I've been in on the meetings and just having a lot of discussions with them. I, I don't like to not have – I try to have as much understanding of things as I possibly can. I don't like to be yeah, hearing it from somebody else or somebody else. And so uh, – but those two guys are, are the heads of our, our team in regards to that. And then, um, you know, Wayno, Yadi, myself kind of – within that, we're in constant communication between all of us. So the the – the actual proposal where they did the sliding scale of pay, you know, right. a lot of people like the, you don't know for a fact what MLB's intention was, but I think a lot of people have interpreted that as union busting or trying to divide the ranks of the union and, and split the players up. Was there any preparation from top down? Like, Hey, be ready for this. We need to stay together or when it hits because, you know, Scherzer put out that thing last night. And, yeah. you know, I thought it was awesome. Like, good, Union, you know, just took that attempt and kind of had a strong backbone and said, nah, get the fuck out of here. We're staying as a unit. But how much was there, like, did they, did, like, the Union prepare you guys? Like, hey, they're going to try and do this. I think the, I think in, in general, the, you know, from the Union standpoint, it's always been, you know, stand strong, stay together. It's not just about you. It's not just about your buddy. It's about everybody in the league and looking out for the best interest of everybody. And that's kind of what went on in, in, in March with you, when you look at this one for a guy like myself and other guys, you know, what was it? 65% of the league making a million dollars or less, which I, the fact that 65% is crazy, but um, like 65% league, you look at it and be like, that's not a bad deal for me. Like you get, you know, from what it was, you know, we agreed like prorated pay. So if it was 50% of games, I get 50% of pay and they want to dock it like 10%. So I'm not really losing a whole lot more. You'd think, okay, that's great. But then you look at, you think back to March and you think back to what those guys gave up and they gave up the right to, you know, to sue for the other half of their salary. And in order so that we, you know, guys like myself, guys like Bellinger, um, guys like Walker Bueller could, we would have a full year service time regardless of what happens. 
so what next year I could move into arbitration next year Cody Bellinger moves in his second year next year Mookie Mookie Betts hits free agency and guys at the top were like okay we won't worry about the salary we'll take what we can get as long as the 65 percent of the league gets their service time which was the most important thing so for guys like myself I'm like I can't take this and be like and be okay with it knowing what they did early on I, I gotta I even think, think about, about that them. way yeah I gotta think about them I gotta think about those guys being like you know even even our, like I, I told this to to Bronny the other day I was like look you and I told this to Goldie I was like you guys gave that up you gave up the right to get the rest of the money that you you earn for us to move forward and with with our can't look at this I can look at this and be like okay it's not a bad deal for me but this other but the rest of the league who is making that money to to take that much of a pay cut it doesn't make sense at all yeah I didn't even put that together it's kind of like you know they did they did take a bigger hit for the younger guys then um they, awesome. they really did they they really looked they looked out for the younger guys and I was there like you know how can we figure out a way to get service like there was it was it was very easy where it could have been if we don't play this year, those guys don't get service time. And if you guys want to get paid, like, all right, you can, you're going to, whatever it was, mm -hmm. but it was very easy where we weren't going to get service time. And it was going to kind of be like, well, this sucks. Like yeah. I got to go a whole nother year under this and then, then try to get in, get into arbitration. And um, so for them to work out that deal and get, that was huge for a bunch of the younger guys. And I think the young guys got to look at it and be like, well, now we got to look out for the veteran guys who, who helped us and who have, who have continued to help us along the way. Yeah, that awareness, that's what drives the union. That's why it's been so strong from, an early, from your early days, as soon as you break into Major League Baseball, as soon as you're on the 40-man roster and you're within the Players Association protection, it's drilled into you what guys have given up to put you in this position. So it's just one of those things where, like, that is – the mindset of the union and Jack expressed it beautifully right there. Like these guys gave something up for me. I have to do the same thing when it's my turn. That's how unions work. And that's how they become successful and strong. And it's been that way for decades. And like something like this, you know, as crazy as the time we were kind of going through right now in baseball specifically, like it's not enough to, to divide us or to divide the players. I, I, sometimes I go back and like, I say us, I don't mean that I'm not a player. I'm not in the association. You're still, Although you're still with us. Thank you. But although many people on Twitter say, call me, you're an idiot player, go play for free or whatever. I'm like, dude, I, I don't do anything right now. You know what I mean? Like, leave me out of this. I'm just a mediator. But that's, that's why the union is strong, though, is because you're able to see what guys have done for you and that what you need to do for guys coming up behind you. Yeah. And I think a lot what, what kind of hurts is that, you know, all the deep, like people don't really understand, okay, well, what does this mean? Like somebody asked me, on Twitter today, well, and it was just, I don't know if it was a real person or whatever, but it was like, okay, I don't really understand if you're going to play half the games and you're going to take half the salary, that makes sense. And I was like, okay, well, that does make sense. But, or shoot, or if it was like, if I was go to work for half the number of days as normal, I'd get half the pay. I was like, okay, well now go to work for half the number of days, but instead of taking, you know, half the salary, you're going to get 25% of that you're working for half of half and yeah. are you going to go to like for the risk that is being taken? Like we're at risk, we're at a health risk, everything that's going on. It doesn't really make sense. You know, there's, 
in other jobs, there's things you got hazard pay and kind of working in reverse of that right now um, with what was, with what was going on. So um, just as, as players, you know, we want to play, we want to play the game and I'm, you know, I'm freaking losing my mind over here trying to figure out what to do every day <laughs> working when, in the, working in the early June. When, uh, when Scherzer drops the, the notes app message yesterday, and I know, you know, you were, you were kind of wanting to come on here and, and, and get your message out a little bit. I mean, were you, is there almost like a sigh of relief? Like the, the players kind of have something out there. Uh, what, I guess, what would you have added to your notes app? How many times have you had the notes app open as well? Ready to fire? <laughs> it's all up here. It's all up here. <laughs> it's all live. It's all up here. I can't write nothing. But when he did that, I was like, okay, now the players are going to, now everybody's going to kind of speak up and just express the fact, like we want to play. We negotiated what went on before. Um, especially a guy like Max, who this is his f- first year of making like big, big money. Um, and he's, he's like, he says, like, we took, we accepted a pay cut already. He took a, he took a pay cut for guys like myself to get service time. And like, I'm, a second pay cut doesn't make any sense for, um, from that kind of standpoint. But it, it was just, uh, it was good because, you know, he says, you know, he's glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint. Um, and then he talks about making all the information public, which I don't know about that. Um, that's not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, there's obviously different views on, on what would actually happen if we played and played for salary. And that's kind of been the back and forth issue of, uh, of what's been going on. Yeah, well, the thing is, don't leak that you're going to try to get a 50-50 revenue split if you don't want to open the books up and show what the freaking revenue is. That was the whole thing is, well, what's revenue? What's and revenue? You have to, and that is something that gets, um, that is something from my understanding that continues to get negotiated and, and talked about. And you have to have a whole documents on what is defined as revenue to define what is actually being split. Yeah. And that was, that's, would take forever dude that's a whole off season of negotiations to figure out okay what is actually being defined as revenue and that was like okay but it was never even proposed it was just out there like oh we're gonna do a 50 50 revenue split nothing ever came through (laughs) then it was two weeks later and i was like okay now we get something now we can actually talk and be in discussion a lot more hopefully to get you know to spring training and you know hopefully 14 days, 12 days, whatever it is. Has, has anyone been in contact with, with you or the Cardinals players from, from the team side? Like, you know, GM, owner, like, is there been any communication? I don't talk to the front office like that, but, okay. uh, but just to the, the managers and to our manager and our pitching coach, we talk about, you know, this last week, we're like, okay, we're going to start ramping up a little bit hoping that something's going to happen and we're looking hopefully just one day it's all like that and like all right I'm on a plane tomorrow and I can get out of here and I'm in a good spot I'm in a great spot about how I feel where I'm at we're ramping up a little bit more so we talk about you know we talk to the guys on the team we talk to guys around the league see what they're doing talk to our pitching coach like okay how can we develop a strategy what do we need to do what do we need to do to make sure like when I go back that we're good to go because there's, you know, it's going to be a quick ramp up period 
it's not a full spring training to get ready. And, you know, what do we got, what are we going to do to make sure that we don't do this too quickly? Have you and Max been developing any new fun pitches? <laughs> Max's his stuff is, it's, it's, it's really, really good. I mean, we play catch every day. I don't really want to get in the box and, and face him with his, with the stuff that he's working with right now. I'll get um, in that freaking box. You, you said should, you want to get in the should, box? Yeah, you All should make a new pitch. Long. Come up with a new pitch every day and just take a video of it and text <laughs> the Yachty and say, got a new pitch. Hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trev, Trev really wants to get in the box, and uh, he wants a piece of that action. I told you, I said, if you need to be humbled a little bit before you get back to the season, let me know. I'll step in the box, and we'll square up. Oh, man, that, would, that is something that I would oh. – we I, might make I would happen. be. I would look pathetic. It's. I talk a big <laughs> game right now, but you would just. But that's what you do. You love to talk. You love to be like, and I would get you. And I would. Well, I would at that point, I would challenge you. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> you wouldn't throw me. You, believe this. I'm coming first pitch, ready to to have. I know you. So I'm not are. trying to get be- behind on you. No, you're and trying to a, hit the first pitch heater. Yeah, and there's a track record. Don't tell of him, Trev. Don't Max, tell him. Just so you know. Is there? Yeah, we face each other in the minor leagues. Get a hit off. Doesn't him? necessarily count, but yeah, I got a hit off him. Nice. I think yeah. I got two hits. Trev would be so ready for the fastball, and I, if I wanted him to get hurt, I would throw something. Right would... here. Oh no! <laughs> no, I'd throw a slider, and he'd swing as hard as he could, and <laughs> I don't know what would happen. Or you throw I... something close, to... but I wouldn't. I wouldn't get up around the head. That's his money. That's still his money maker. You know, you guys still oh. show mm-hmm. the faces. Once that goes, right. you know, bruise on the cheek could go a long way, though. Just up the cred. I'm not really confident stepping in the box right now. I know that, but I will. Not. I am willing to do it if you need someone, because I know I'm better than some scrub, you know, whatever. Who else is going to stand in against you? So. <laughs> well, if if you guys get in the same division as uh, the Astros, I can replicate Altuve's body type pretty good. But um, what uh, where where are you yeah. at? I gotta uh, grab. And- what we're gonna say jake about that i was gonna a say, great question i was gonna say and if you i don't know if you, you want to questions not really no, <laughs> no. I was gonna, you mentioned trevor's money maker i'm still looking for mine um <laughs> what uh i don't know if you want to flex for the cardinals fans uh or if or if you got real answers but if if you had to throw tomorrow in a in a real live game how many bullets do you have and then let's say if you got the full three week or not the full three weeks, but a three-week spring training wrap-up. Right. Where do you think you'd be at? I mean, if I had to go tomorrow, I would actually be I, – I feel like I could get it up and throw three innings. Okay. But oh. that, that's where I feel like I could go. I mean, I, next day I'd be hanging for sure. I'd be like – Yeah. Because when you when you add that extra extra intensity of getting a you know real hitter in the box and do that, it just goes up. But a full three weeks, like, I mean, I, I would love to – to hope for you know opening day be able to throw six okay that's that's my hope is that what's gonna happen i don't know are you excited not. you excited you don't have to get in the box with a bat in your hand no are you kidding me <laughs> that's a terrible rule that rule needs to go away i know trev feels you're otherwise the only, you're the only one that thinks <laughs> that <laughs> you're, you're just you're just excited you don't have to pitch to pitchers anymore no you're, you're I, upset I, you don't have to pitch i want to i want to get in the box <clears throat> i could carry you if we just had our side no DH, and if they want to have a DH, great. But when I pitch, I want to hit. Tell them. I don't okay. want to. I I want that DH gone. I want to hit 
Who's the guy that benefits the most on the Cardinals? For, from not having to hit? No, that no, that gets to hit. Is Hold it going to be? Is it going to be Yachty getting some more days off? Oh. It would have been Martinez, but they traded him. It would have been Jose. Uh, it's probably going to be uh, Yachty's going to get a couple more days off, but I think it's going to be our infield outfield situation, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know who's going to be that DH. It could be. Uh, O'Neal might DH more depending on who they put. Like, you know, Carp's going to be in the lineup. Edmund's going to be in the lineup. Bader, Dex. Um, it's kind of who fills in in that that spot. You know, it could be Carp DHing. It could be Tommy DHing. It could be O'Neal DHing. There's a lot of different pieces that that are going to go go in there. Whoever's swinging the bat hot. Um, and that's that's how a lot of AL teams have done it for the past few years. They don't have that kind of big poppy DH. They don't have they, a real DH. Yeah, they yeah. rotate guys and get extra rest, which is going to be a huge factor if, yeah, if we figure this out. Yeah, it's extra it's extra rest in a sprint. I mean, who was the guy? You came on here and, and told a story about was it Carpenter who you guys got a big lead and he was like, "Look, we have we don't have enough runs. Like, put someone else better defensively." <laughs> Game five. That was game five. Yeah, game five. It was the, it's a legendary game for him. I mean, he came a, in, <laughs> had two at-bats in the first inning, and then was done. That was You pitched that game, right? I pitched that game, yeah. He had two at-bats in the top of the first. We were up 10 nothing, and then Tommy came in and played third the rest of the game. So it's almost like a win-win situation. You can have your – what he calls a better defense out there, and he still gets the hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to love Carp, that. Carp, Carp does a great job over, over at third. Um, <laughs> yeah. For sure. But having being able to have him and Edmund in, in the lineup as well as O'Neill um, or Lane or Carlson, I don't know what it's going to look like, but one of those guys in the outfield, it, it, it helps for sure. It's going to be interesting. Whoever the eight-hole hitter is benefits the most. He's going to see some pitches now. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is. But I still want to hit. I'm still going to ask him and be like, look, can we just say no to the DH today? Like, I'm feeling really good. Just let me – you get a day, you know. No Come on, Chad, don't shake your head. No hitting, no pinch running for my boy Jay Flair. That those are those days. I'm are fine on no pinch running. That's fine, but I want to hit. I, I want to. I like. I, I'm. I'm jumping to a dream world where, like baseball players, we we figured it out. We got everything right, but Jack Flaherty's still screaming at the door, <laughs> saying, "No, we don't want the TH this year." Like, no, <laughs> dude. I want to hit. <laughs> I, I need that to happen. I need I need oh, to get in the box. I need that. Gosh, do incredible. it whenever you're in the hometown. You know that's what I just I just told a story on one of the shows about this uh, player, Juan Eichelberger, for the mm. Pirates. Juan, he was he he was a pitcher and he was playing in San Francisco and he had 106 fans in the stands and it was a tie game in the seventh inning, two to two, and there's a runner on second base and they're gonna pinch hit for him and he told the manager. I was like, Dick, I got fans here. I know my family, so you got to let me hit. <clears throat> he steps up to the box and hits the go-ahead double. He had only Deliver. one double in his career before 100%. that. 100%. So you just got to wait till you got the home crowd there. And, and you got to deliver in front of the home people. You give, it yeah. to the, give the people what they want. Put that story in your pocket and then just give it to the manager, you know, like when you need it. I'm hey, going to drop whatever I, whatever, I, whatever I can anytime that anytime I get a chance I'm going to be like look just remember I walked with the bases loaded 
in that inning. That is true. Like, yeah. true. They walked the eight hole in front of me. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I, I want to put you on the spot. You want to do it. You wanted to come on the show. You wanted to kind of have your voice be heard. So what if there's a message that you want to give to the fans? And we know that like Twitter is not a great medium to get your message out. It's just not. It's really this not. is a better medium for it because you're able to talk about yeah. what you want to talk about. So if there is a message that you want to get out there, what is I, it? I think what Max – well, first and foremost, that we want to play. We're ready to play. We've been – I mean, I can't speak for everybody in the league, but I would imagine everybody's been working out and training and throwing since the – just about the day we got back. I mean, I left Florida on March 15th. And since the day I got back, I mean, we switched up schedules. We went into an off-season program, you know, five days a week, throwing five out of seven days, and just now switched it up to two days a week. And I mean, I'm not putting – like, I haven't been working since I'll be back to November to play this season and, and to be ready for it and to be healthy. And we want to play. We, we really just want this game to happen. We want to be healthy. We want to be safe. We want our families to be safe because it's not just ourselves. It's our families, the people that we're around and that they're going to allow us to be around. So we want to be safe. We want our families to be safe. We want our loved ones to be safe. We want other people's loved ones to be safe. We would want something to happen where, where somebody gets it and then they pass it to a loved one and who knows what happens. But we want to be safe and – I think like Max said, just from a principal standpoint, like we came to an agreement, we're going to do whatever we can to figure it out. We're going to do whatever we can to, to, to play this year. But I, I think there's still a point where, where it does, where it matters, you know, from just from a principal standpoint, like, okay, there's going to be a loss this year regardless, but we're already taking, we're already taking that on and we're taking on the risk. What, what more do you, what more do you want we're going out there we want to play the game we're taking on a risk we're taking on all the health risk we're taking on injury risk and all, all of the normal things that go on in baseball what what more what more do we what more do we got to do we want, we want to play this game let's figure it out let's find a way to do it whether it's play more games whether it's you know play the whatever they've sat on 82 games play 82 games and play a full postseason whatever it is we're just trying to figure it out I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to just like, you know, we, we want to like obviously the big thing is we, we gotta get through a postseason. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, I think that's the sentiment that a lot of guys have is like, dude, we wanna play. But we don't want to be taken advantage of. We don't want to be taken advantage of. We understand what's going on. We understand the situation. We understand what's gone on the last five years or so however much it's been and the amount of rev this game has brought in and the situation that, you know, owners are in, we get it, you know, but we understand what went on and what went on in March and what we want to have happen now. And yeah. the only thing that was supposed to be able to be figured out was let's make it healthy enough to play and we can play. Yeah. So I th how it's changed. I think the most common sense, like phrasing when people say like, Hey, like you had record revenues last year and salaries didn't, go up Not so why all. would the players take the hit when revenue's down if we don't get a bump when revenue's up 
I mean, if someone drops that and there's a counter argument that makes sense, I'm, I'm looking to hear it, but that's just kind of, to me, it's a little bit of just common sense right there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's been the big thing of, you know, okay, it's going to be down here. So we got to hurt in it now. I don't, I don't get, I don't really get that part of it. I'm not understand. I don't understand. Uh, I'm just not understanding some of what's, what's going on and like trying to make, do you want me I, to tell I, you? So you don't have to say it. Go ahead. I, it, I just, there's some greed going on. But Owners are getting greedy. But, but but they're trying to make Trout look bad, Cole look bad, Scherzer look bad. Like for not it, taking it, huge pay. Like those are your your best players in the it's game. It's so stupid. Your Mookie Betts, like Yelich, all, all those guys. It's like okay, everybody wants to play, and I was like, well, here's your offer. Oh, you don't want to take it? Okay, well, what? Oh, you want more money? Like, it's it, it's not all the way healthy yet, and you're trying to take advantage of us, which doesn't it just doesn't work. Well, I want, I, yeah, I want to find a resolution. But I was so happy when Scherzer dropped that, and the union had like a little, you know, solidarity and and backbone, and like, hey. And then I loved even more. Like the next update was okay. The union has made their proposal because I didn't want you guys to just sit back and wait for the next game for the, the Manfred to play. So, yeah, I mean, it's like a game and it's just, it's, it is, it feels like this should just be happening so much easier. It should be, you know, it should be us working together instead of going back and forth, like trying to, I don't even know. Yeah. But you're ready. They come to an agreement tomorrow. Okay. Texas has fans. We're playing. You're, you're good to go. Dude, man, I'm hop- I'm packing my stuff up, hopping on a plane as quickly as I possibly can, getting out of here, and, and <laughs> go. And I don't even know if I got a place in wherever we're going. I don't even know if I got a place there, but we'll figure it out. I'm there. Figure that out when hey, you get there. I'm there. I'll figure it out. Like, shoot, <laughs> you say game start tomorrow. Forget spring training. All right, give us a week of spring training. I don't even know. No, I'm I- just playing. Has your mom we need a joking? we need a little bit of time. We need a little bit of time. You want to play, dude? I love it. That's what everyone, yeah. all the ball players, man, they just want to play too, you know. But just don't take advantage of us. Has mom been enjoying having her uh, little boy home? She's sick of it. <laughs> she's done. Yeah, she she's, wants to watch you on TV, bro. She, she loves. She's enjoying the time. It's the most time my brother, myself, and her have been around each other. She's always, but. She, she continues to watch like old games from last year because she's like, I can't watch any more TV. Like, can you guys figure it out so I can watch you play? And I can watch, you know, you and Yadi figure it out and go shove it up a couple teams. And I, I great having you here. I love you, but come on, let's go. I, and that's uh, it's a mother. That's a mother speaking. Like, you guys need to let's go. Come on. I I agree with with your mother that I would love to watch you and Yachty shoving against some teams very soon. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like we need to end on a slightly higher note. Do you, you got any last dance shit you need to get off your chest? I mean, you're, you're a true sports fan. What, what, what else? I is thought it was, Well, I thought it was very interesting. Well, I think this whole thing that's come out this week of like, you know, it was full of lies and MJ like, <laughs> spun things the way he wanted and then came out and was like oh it's gonna make me look like a bad guy there's parts of it that's made him look like he's he's truly crazy yeah in the way that he went at his teammates the way that he pushed them and some people don't understand like yeah he was a little bit crazy 
to an, but the whole like Isaiah, like I, I believe, and I'd have to go back and watch how he worded it in the do, in the documentary of like, I think it was, he didn't, ex, he was like, I didn't explicitly say anything about Isaiah, like having Isaiah on the team. He, and for him, I think he truly believes that because he was just like, look, you can have him on the team. I just won't be here. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go enjoy my, my summer or whatever it is. He'd be like, you can have him on the team. I won't be here, but you can have him. So for him, like, he's still telling his truth. Yeah. Like, he truly believes he didn't say, no, Isaiah is not on this team. It was like, okay. So however you want to look at it and spin it, he's just like, for him, he's like, I won't be here. Have Isaiah? Great. I'm out. But he didn't say, no, nah, no. So however you look at it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Not having grown up during that time. You didn't watch it? I got what? to. I, I, I want to, but I just, I fell behind and I was like, I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to binge it. So I'm excited. I love it. When is that going to happen? I don't yeah, what the- I got Trev, plenty of time. Bro. You're not going to watch this. Trev, what happened? Of course I will watch it. Just like, um, give me some time. <laughs> Trev, it's 10 hours it. long. Dude, you told me to watch Grant. I'm just slowly making my way through that. My goodness, you know. Grant's awesome, though. But you can't, it's, I mean, you can't do the gummies was bad advice by me. <laughs> I'll watch the last dance because I, I want to feel like I know what everyone's talking about. I mean, I just for myself, like not having grown up during it, it's, it's, it was just very interesting to see it all and hear it from those guys' perspective. Do you think you, you could start... have hit 200 in double A? Do you think what? Do you think you could have batted 200 yes. in double A? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ab- absolutely. What? Yes. Is there what any proof? Like, is there any, is like, there any proof? Uh, yeah. I mean, in, in, a short, in a shortened time span, I hit 185 in the big leagues. In, in, in Obviously, it was not a whole lot of at-bats, but – Proof I think I could have fit 200. You asked for all proof. Right. That's all I needed. I believe you. You are very, you're very athletic. You could figure that out. I've seen it. I you're not, you're not one of those regular pitchers. I won't put you in that category. Thank you. Ozzy gave That's me a chance method. to play shortstop in the big leagues. Yes, That's all I. Did. That was all I needed to hear. I don't even have to do <laughs> you're it. Welcome for that. I set that up for you. I, I appreciate that. That was oh, such a that was such a moment right there. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, so I hope we uh, figure this thing out soon. I'm like looking at the numbers right now that don't make sense, but yeah. Before we leave, give us your percentage. Season happening, season not happening. Still 50-50. I think Trev's leaning that way. I'm leaning Trev, more towards I'm, – I'm leaning more towards under 50% now. But I do like my theory about the 60 games and they want to just play as least amount of games as possible. So I, I go back. Well, they want the playoffs. They, they want the playoffs to happen. That's yeah, so where their big well, thing that's, is. That's what 60 is. 60 is the least amount of games that they can have a full postseason with. So where's that from, Trev? I never saw that. What's that? Where's that number 64 postseason? It's in, it's in like the, I don't know if that's in the CBA or some other rule book. I'd, I'd assume it's in the CBA. I've, I've seen it cited. I've seen it cited a couple of different times. Yeah, but they want playoffs. They need well. We as a league need playoffs to happen, um, for everybody's sake. But that's where everything kind of. That's where a lot yeah. happens for us is is the playoffs. But that's what 
you know, and this kind of thing didn't really make sense. You know, we, yeah. we get a we get a X number of dollars bonus for for playoffs, but we give up a significant amount more. I don't I don't know. It, it, didn't really make, it didn't really I mean, make sense. I mean, that proposal was ridiculous. Dude, that was proposal never make sense. Because why wouldn't you just take all the postseason money that you're offering and then just put it into the regular season more spread out? Like, the only reason they would hand you a sheet with, like, how they're going to divide money is to divide the players. And I'm glad it didn't work and the union stayed strong. It made no sense for them to offer it in that manner. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're all standing together. We're, we're waiting to see how it goes. All we can do is wait. Right now, yeah. that's all we've been doing. All we can do is wait, and when the call comes, that hey, we got this thing figured out. All right, cool. Let's strap it up. Let's go. Love it, love it. All right, I'm gonna play this outro song here. We appreciate you having uh, coming on. Whenever you want to come back, you know we got an open seat. Appreciate you guys, Trev. You've done a great job. Um, you going? You going live anytime soon? Anything you need to hype up? That's tomorrow, right? It's maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Uh oh. I, I don't have anybody for it. It's when when things go bad between you know MLB. I'm kind of don't like, give yeah, me that free no. content, bro. I know. I'm kind of like, yeah. I don't think so. That's what happened. It was like two weeks ago. Was when it all was when it kind of started, and I was like, yeah, they, this is not happening this week. Hey, let him run reruns of Jeter. Yeah, no. They can just put Jeter shit on there. That's all they need. Yeah. Are, are you gonna tune in and watch that? You got that? Yeah. Recorded. Yep, I'm gonna watch Jeter that. Jeter's right is I literally just—it's—it's it's just 13 games where he played well. That's just what they're running. I don't know. I—I I, I I think that's really what know. they said it was. Which, like, I mean, I idolized Jeter growing up, but that's not content. That's <laughs> not <laughs> Jeter. They're just playing games. They're just playing kids. It's all on YouTube too. You watch it at yeah, your own it's, pace. It's all on. You could just go look up Jeter highlights, and you get more. <laughs> you get way more in uh, you know 15 minutes. No, no, no. I'll I'll be live from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. for anyone watching the Jeter Marathon. So, <laughs> no, you probably will be. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Like, there's four at bats in a game. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's gonna take three hours to show four at bats. He, he doesn't have any defensive highlights, so it's just, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh boy, cut the mics. He's just got two of the most, maybe three of the most famous okay. defensive plays ever. Yeah. Yep, we'll end on that note. He's in the wrong spot. <laughs> or he's in the right spot. Jeez, I love you.